Hello, Miss Bits. Hello, Miss Bit. You ready for morning meeting? Ready or not. <laughs> Here we come. We're recording for Thursday, May 14th. And I guess I should insert the statement that I make every day about how I can't believe it's May 14th already. <laughs> it's, it's, I do that every day because time is just weird right now. Yep. Even though you know it's coming. Well, we have a special guest Ooh. again, which is awesome. We have Lucia Herr from Backpack Betty. She's a founder and super inspirational young lady and can't wait to talk to her. But we have to get through the joke and the riddle, the riddle and the joke. Yes. This is a short riddle since I made you guys listen to a very long one the day before. I have no life, but I can die. What am I? The answer is a battery. Because mm. batteries are never alive, but they can die. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the joke. Why did the banana go to the doctor? I don't know. Why did the banana go to the doctor? Because she wasn't peeling well. <laughs> and guys, we're running low on riddles and jokes. And it is a scientific fact that children are funnier than adults. So please, if you have a good joke or riddle to share, send them to us. Because we just, we need some good stuff. Yes. Speaking of good stuff, do you have any to share? Ooh, let's see. Can I go last? I have, I don't have one in my brain yet, but I know there's a good one. Sure. All right. So mine is, I guess the good part is I've been engaged with more students than ever um, Mm. these past few days, which has been awesome. But I now understand the sitting in a Zoom on a chair for hours on end. In fact, I had to duck out real quick so I could go to the restroom. (laughs) So man, I feel for people who have to do this all the time. Oh, and especially kids who are class after class and when they're fidgeting and rolling around, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I hear you. How about you, Lucia? Do you have a bright spot? I do. Well, it's a really, really nice day today when we're recording in Charlottesville. And so I woke up to my golden doodle sitting outside my door. Her name's mm-hmm. Petunia. And she gets so excited now because I don't really have anything else to do. So when I wake up, I go out and throw the B-A-L-L for a long time for her. And I have to spell it out because she's in the room. If I, and if I say it out loud, she will start freaking out because she knows what that word means. Oh, that's the best. You can okay, now, that, now that's time. my bright spot. <laughs> Hearing that story. She's great. She's my bright spot every day. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, I thought of my bright spot. Okay. I think my favorite thing about distance learning is that you have to be so creative to make the same kind of interactions and activities that would be very easy to create at school. And so our fifth grade team has been so down to try all sorts of weird and wacky things. And we have a game coming up next week for fifth graders on Flipgrid. And I filmed my sample video today and it involved, we have a big chalkboard wall in our living room. So it involved me drawing a setting on our chalkboard wall and like getting into costume and filming something in like a specific voice. So it was doing the fun like pageantry part of teaching that I really enjoy by myself in my living room, which was weird. <laughs> but I really like the diving in and doing something fun and wacky like that. And I'm excited for the kids to see it next week. Yeah, you do like to go all in. I do. That's my favorite part about teaching. So Lucia, again, welcome. You were a student at STAB, and then now you're at UVA. Many moons ago, many years ago, you started something called Backpack Buddies. Can you tell us all about it and why you started it? Sure. First off, thank you so much for having me today. I was so excited when you reached out. Backpack Buddies is a nonprofit I started when I was nine years old, way, way back in 2010. 
which now feels like forever ago. (laughs) But Backpack Buddies basically came out of me shopping for school supplies one day with my mom and my older sister. And we had started getting everything all together and back to school shopping was always my favorite part of going back to school because I got to pick out a fun backpack and colorful supplies. I got everything color coordinated, like the newest fun erasers and everything like that. And once we started totaling it all up that one day, my mom was quick to point out how expensive backpacks and school supplies can be and that there were probably a lot of families in Charlottesville that couldn't afford any of it to send their students back to school. And at that age, I had been looking for ways to help in Charlottesville in the community, but I was too young to volunteer anywhere and I, I didn't have any money of my own that I could donate. So when I heard about that, which was an issue that actually affected my friends and peers, and I hadn't heard of anyone else doing backpacks or school supplies. So I thought, well, I might as well try and start something up myself. And I told my parents and they were like, okay, Lucia, yeah, sure. We can, we can collect some backpacks and school supplies. <laughs> they had no idea. <laughs> they had no idea. I, I think it's probably best that they didn't have any idea. <laughs> but they fully supported me and my community at, at STAB supported me as well. And that first summer, we filled 61 backpacks with school supplies for kids in Charlottesville. And so since then, over the past 10 years, we have donated more than 3,500 backpacks wow. packed full of school supplies to students all across the state of Virginia. That's so amazing. Thank yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing story. And you are sitting in your basement now, which I believe used to be Backpack Central. Yes, up until about a month ago, my garage or my basement has always been the headquarters for Backpack Buddies, but now we got a space donated from a local business who had extra warehouse and office space, so Backpack Buddies is now even that much more official. Ten years later, we have our own space. That's so great. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great step forward for us. And I love that you mentioned in that story, a lot of the things that make kids think that they can't help, you know, being young, not having disposable income of your own, not having a driver's license, like these kinds of things can make kids feel like there's nothing they can do. So your story is so exciting and so empowering because you knew that there were a million reasons for you not to, and you were like, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And here you are. (laughs) Yeah. There have been a lot of times over the past 10 years where We've come up against a lot of obstacles, especially first starting out. And I mean, each time I've sort of just been like, well, you know, people are telling me I can't do it, but oh well. <laughs> They're just going to have to wait and see. And so far, it's, it's gone well for me and for Backpack Buddies. Yeah, I think often that's a motivational thing for some people. I know it is for me when somebody tells me I can't do something, well, watch out because <laughs> I will. So what would you say like is a, one of the best points of founding a nonprofit and one of the most challenging? One of the best parts for me founding Backpack Buddies has been just being able to see the impact that it has made on students and the kids who receive the backpacks along with their parents and their families and even their teachers at public schools and schools around here that Normally, if a student shows up without backpacks or school supplies, the teachers actually have to go and pay out of their own pocket to stock the classroom. So every year, you know, after the whole summer of 
fundraising daily, doing all the work. I mean, thousands and thousands of hours now. I am so tired, but when we deliver the backpacks to the students and I get to see their faces light up when they're picking them out, I get to hear stories from parents and teachers about how it totally changed their students or their child's attitude about returning to school. That has always been my favorite part. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I've kept it going for so long. Well, that's so magical. I remember, I mean, having a new backpack, it, it's the thing. It makes everything feel so great. It really does. To talk about a hard part, definitely, I mean, the age issue with just me being so young in the beginning and having no experience, no knowledge, no driver's license, like you mentioned, was hard. But what always got me through it was the support of my parents, my older sister, all my teachers at STAB and my friends who always were able to lend a helping hand, whether it was coming over and volunteering or fundraising, donating, doing any of that. It was, it was really helpful. And anytime there was maybe a negative voice or something didn't go the way I thought it was going to end up, I always had that strong support network around me and that allowed me to keep going. Yeah, I think having that community and support network is hugely important. And it's probably one of the pieces of advice that you would give to young people. What are some other pieces of advice if there's a young person who really wants to make a difference in their community? What are things that they could do or think about? That's a really great question. And it's something that, especially over the past few years, I've been trying to think more and more about using my story with Backpack Buddies in order to inspire other young people to either help work with us or start their own things. So one of the biggest pieces of advice is trying to find an issue or a topic that you personally are passionate about. For me, that was backpacks and school supplies and education because I loved it and school supply shopping was my favorite part of the year. But It's all about finding something that you love and that even when it gets really hard or tough or it's a lot of work, you are going to still have that passion and that fire driving you forwards. And then another piece of advice would be to start building up that network of support I was talking about, like trusted adults who you can work with and who can help you with the more adult things like driving or taxes or financial accounting, which in the beginning I had zero interest in, to be able to help you and keep you moving forward, even through the tough parts and to lift you up and help you thrive in like the good parts. How did you find out where the need was? For Backpack Buddies, in the beginning, I, you know, just thought that maybe it was an issue with backpacks and school supplies. And so in the very beginning, my mom actually took me to talk to people at the local Boys and Girls Club and they said that backpacks and school supplies were indeed a big issue for a lot of their families because a filled backpack can cost over a hundred dollars and so a lot of their families can't afford that so that just sort of reaffirmed my belief that it was an issue in Charlottesville. so moving forward we worked with the boys and girls club a lot we work with international neighbors and the irc which both help relocate refugees into Charlottesville. and then we work with local public schools we work with sometimes local churches or if individuals reach out to us asking for backpacks we now have a lot of different channels that help us identify the needs so for kids looking i would say trying to reach out to established organizations maybe and see if they 
have anything they're lacking or anything they need. You paint such a beautiful picture of a circle of community. You talk about how you would not have been able to do what you did without community. And then we see you circling back and helping that community that got you to where you are. And so it's everyone is helping and supporting everyone. And Charlottesville showed up for you and you're showing up for Charlottesville. And that's just a beautiful, a beautiful thing to think about. Thank you. You started... I'm not going to say small, but you, you know, you had a goal to achieve that first year and then you just kept building on it. I know that sometimes, you know, the problems in the world and even just our community can seem overwhelming. And so trying to attack a problem and think you're going to be able to solve the whole thing all at once doesn't really work well. It's making these incremental steps. So you have shared some resources with us, so I'm just going to list them. And if you want to talk about how, what kind of help they can provide. One is Youth Service America. Youth Service America, or YSA, was really helpful for me, especially in the early years. They're, they help youth ages, I think, five to 18, find causes they can support, find organizations they can donate to, or even they have a bunch of resources and even a whole, like a whole packet and toolkit together to help start your own organization. I'm not sure if they had all that when I was younger, but they were definitely a great resource for me. Great. And then do something. Yeah, dosomething.org. They have a lot of grants and resources and grants is basically just when they give nonprofits money to help with your organization. And they also have a lot of resources for young kids. And for listeners who might not be familiar, a grant is something you don't have to pay back, right? Right. A loan you pay back, a grant is just given to you. No strings attached. Somebody believes in what you're doing and they want to help out. And so they give you the money to, to do what you, what yes. you want to do to help. Mm-hmm. And then the final one here is Karma for Kara. Yes. This is another organization that I love. They're so great. They offer micro grants, which what we were just talking about, a grant, but micro meaning smaller so i think anywhere from 250 to a thousand dollars to any young person under the age of 18 who either has an idea for a charity or maybe has already started something you can apply for one of their micro grants and we received one i think in our first or second year and it really helped us to create a foundation for backpack buddies moving forward Yeah, I know having my own nonprofit, being able to show other people that there are organizations that are willing to invest in you Mm -hmm. just helps build that momentum. Oh, I never thought of it that way. That's a great, that's a great way of putting it. You guys are making me feel like I need to start my own nonprofit. I'm like, no, join ours. ours. I don't want to be like the only member of the club who doesn't have one, but I'll I'll help out. That sounds good. So you have a really cool challenge for us today. What is your challenge? Yes. Challenge I came up with, which when I was coming up with made me so excited, like I wanted to just go right then, is to think up of your dream backpack. And initially I was saying draw it, but you can also just write it and describe it if you want. Basically, if your backpack could look like anything and be anything, when you're going back to school this fall, what would it look like? And so I was thinking of mine. Mine would have a never-ending supply of 
gumballs in a working gumball machine. <laughs> um, and I would have a little carrying case with like a window and stuff on one side for my small dog, Daisy, so that she could come to school with me. Nice. Oh, man. See, I was picturing like the color of mine, but now that you say the pet thing, if I could have a backpack that would carry Brian around with me, that's a game changer. I'm going to have to redesign mine in my brain. <laughs> I was just picturing glitter. But yeah, I was going to say, yours has glitter <laughs> and, it, and it has a unicorn, doesn't it? Uh, obviously, yes. Obviously, it, yes. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Miss Bit? What do you think about yours? Well, it's purple. Oh, yeah. Butterflies? Oh, yes. Butterflies. Ooh, but butterflies that like fly around it. <gasps> Ooh. and land and then go away and then land oh i have more brainstorming to do <laughs> this is a great challenge lucia oh thanks miss fitz you have another resource i have one quick resource i saw something today that i thought some of our young listeners would love ballerinas from all over the world came together and created this incredible video to raise money for other dancers coronavirus relief many forms of the arts are struggling right now as things are closed down and people aren't gathering in large groups and so this group of ballerinas got together and recorded this video, obviously socially distant, but it's them dancing to a very famous song that I bet many of you will recognize in order to raise money to help one another out. It's another example of community and the way people are coming together. What drew me to it was I love Misty Copeland and she was one of the dancers dancing. So it's just gorgeous. Would you like to wrap us up, close us out? Sure. Before I should share the riddle, thanks so much again, Lucia. I've seen you speak to crowds of all ages and your passion for helping people and for inspiring young people always just lights a fire in me. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me once again. I love it. You guys are both awesome. Thank you for doing what you do. And we have so many resources from Lucia. You can take a look at Youth Service America. You can visit Do Something or Karma for Kara. You can look at the Backpack Buddies website or visit them on any of their social media channels. You are going to be designing your dream backpack to share with us. And if you have a little extra time, you can watch ballerinas all over the world dance to raise money to help their community. And now, our riddle. I never ask questions, but I'm always answered. What am I? Owen, oh, please send us your jokes and riddles. Oh gosh, we need them so bad. Help us be funny and interesting. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> All right, until tomorrow. Tech, love, and happy.